This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. So I'm over here trying to multitask right now. It is currently 11.32 my time, Eastern Standard. And uh, yeah, Labor Day weekend, super excited. Um, Although I'm not sure how much rest I'm going to have, but I will do my best if the Lord is willing and Jesus does not return before then. Um, Yeah, taking out my twist. Um, (laughs) Because I was looking rough. So I'm taking those out. Cause I have a lot going on this weekend and I would like to look kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? I just want to look, I just want to look done, you know, kempt. <laughs> I got to do something. So if you hear like wrestling in the background, it's cause your girl is taking a hard twist. <sighs> um, and yeah, obviously I got to wash my hair too. So I'm gonna try to do that and then do my best to like comb it down. So I don't look trippy tomorrow and then i'm gonna try to retwist it hopefully it takes me like two and a half hours because i have work to do y'all i have business so much to do um but i love these moments with you because i can tell you about my life and what's up and we could talk about things that are super important like justice (laughs) so i'm gonna be here untwisting my hair and talking about justice and i will say this Thank you so much for sticking with me last week. I know your girl was super hype and uh, I get like that sometimes. When it comes to women and justice, those are the two things that you do not want to get me started on. Like seriously, that's just how God has made me up. And um, I'm really hoping that I could do my father proud by fighting for the rest of my life. Truly, truly, like up to this point, I think I've done it, but like for the rest of my life, truly fighting for women and for the oppressed, the marginalized. So I'm gonna do the best that I can with that, within my means, within my time, uh, within my life, lifestyle and just everything. I'm also in the process of trying to figure out this homeschooling life with my my oldest. Um, Her school, unfortunately, did not have enough interest. It's a preschool though, like didn't have enough interest for virtual education, which is fine. I'm sure most parents are either opting to homeschool or, um, you know, send their children to preschool. I'm not one of those. So I was really praying they would have the virtual option because, it, you know, it's already planned for you and all that. Um, but here I am now with only a week left, having told the Department of Education that I intend to homeschool and I have to put together programming for that so pray for me (sighs) I think I I enjoy teaching that is one of my gifts I enjoy doing it but this age group you know four-year-olds attention spans and 
we're gonna have to take a lot of breaks and stuff i'm so grateful i have a friend who is just so wise with all this stuff she's taken everything that she's learned over the years um and you know put together a an amazing course that i'm in right now and once i get done with it i might actually have her come on here and share a little bit about it um, so that she can help any of you moms or women out there who are considering homeschooling um you know learn a, a little bit more about that but i think i want to have her on here too just to talk about motherhood she is one of my friends who I believe is literally called to motherhood. So I look up to her a lot in that regard. And she gets a lot of my patience prayer requests. Not because my kids are just doing the most. It's because I literally lack patience and I need to work on that. So from my lips to your ears, pr please pray for me <laughs> to have more patience. And um, I think the pandemic is teaching me a little bit more about that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just rush and do things. So I think I'm grateful to the Lord for, for this year um, in relation to that. I am becoming a little bit more patient. But I, I know, I'm certain that I will be tested um, in the coming months, at least the first couple months. It's going to take a minute for me to adjust, for the girls to adjust, but we're going to get there. So... Yes, back to last week's episode. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I'm sorry if it sounded like I was literally yelling and not taking a breath in between, but I just came to a head with all that was going on. Um, and I'm, you know, I've, I've taken this past week to really assess my, um, what I'm observing in my life, um, particularly as it relates to what I'm observing on social media. And I, I typically, I don't even have cable. So I'm, your girl's not sitting at home watching the news or politics or anything like that. So unless it's popping up on my newsfeed, I won't know anything about it. Or unless I read like something on a newsstand while I'm out and about, I won't know anything about it. Or if somebody texts me and they're like, hey, did you hear that? I'm like, oh, okay. And then I might do some research. But you know, I'm, I'm taking some time. I've taken time this week to really assess what I'm observing and um, have just come to the conclusion that like, while I am built for this, built for justice and built for talking about these issues, like it is also healthy in the midst of such a an elevated time, a tense racial time, a tense oppress, uh, oppression climate, a tense, you know, uh, change season for everyone for the world as we we go into a new version of normal as things normalize um over the next few months and into the next year like i've realized that it's so important for me to really guard my eyes and to guard my heart and to protect my peace and so um you know it's unfortunate but i've had to do a little bit of unfollowing frankly because you know and i hate to say this too because obviously you can unfollow people because you just don't want to listen to anybody and you just want to believe that what you believe is right um and it's the only way to think i don't think that that's healthy but i do think that it is healthy to put uh boundaries up where uh that don't allow you to um start slipping into a place of uh, discord or slipping into a place where you start to view people that you loved before this point or love in a different light just because they believe a certain way and I think I started to get to that point so that is the reason why 
your girl's hitting those three little dots and clicking on follow because I want to still love you. I really do. <laughs> and I do love you. Like, I want to still see you face to face and be able to give you a hug and be like, yo, you're my people. You're my family. I bless you in the name of the Lord and let's keep it moving. Um, um, but I'm, I'm also, that's the first reason I want to stay loving people. The second reason is unfortunately that I actually am compelled and believe that what I believe is, is true. <laughs> I believe that what I believe is true and it is right because I believe that God um, values um, our, our well-being, our holistic well-being as human beings. And um, I think that part of that requires a level of sacrifice um, for everyone to ensure that um, that everyone has an opportunity to be whole. And I think, you know, for the amount of years that I've lived on this earth and the number of years, the two decades, a, a, few, a few years, I mean, a, a, like two decades or more that I have been in environments where I've literally had to intentionally put aside personal desires or desires that directly influence my experience so that the, the, the unit would be whole. I think it's very important that I assess that and say, okay, is it time for me to, is it, is it for me to continue that because it's absolutely necessary for me to do that? Or could it actually be time that God is saying, okay, you've had your opportunity to be lifted up or you've had your opportunity to be encouraged or to be affirmed. And now is the time for this group of people or for these people to be uplifted, to be affirmed, to be encouraged. Um, and I think that's the line that I'm drawing right now. I think it's time. It's time for specifically the body of Christ to really assess herself and to look in and say, okay, have the weights been a little bit unbalanced and be willing to admit that yes, they have been. And, um, and I believe it is the heart of God that there is no Jew or Gentile, male or female, slave or free, so on and so forth, that all are equal in Christ, that Christ is in all, for all, and all things are done by Christ. And that we literally look at that for what it is. We take um, stock and inventory of what happened in the scriptures and how once people came to Christ, there was no um, leveling of anything. It was everyone coming in and saying, wow, what do you bring into the table? What are you bringing to the table and being able to distribute it as each one had need? And I don't believe that was just monetary. I believe that that was in general. How can we ensure that everyone has a good quality of life while we are all here expecting and waiting for the kingdom while the kingdom has come through Christ and he's given us the truth of the gospel. Like, how do we continue to uh, continue this mission um, until he returns? And so I think that's kind of where I am this week. It's come to that point. Prior to this point, I've been like, all right, continue engaging, continue you know, um, interacting and having conversations. And I do think I will continue those conversations, but I believe that I will do so in a more, um, um, let's see, how do I say this? In a more strategic way. And so even if that means that I need to um, um, be intentional about 
uh, partnering with organizations and or um, groups that are able to relay what I actually agree with or believe in a, in a more um, um, concise way or in a more uh, uh, complete way then I'm completely content with stepping back and letting those organizations and, and or people move forward in that and, and and for me to come alongside and say, yes, I agree, <laughs> just co-sign, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I also believe that it's important for me to um, have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with people who are willing. If you're willing, you got my phone number, you can holler, you know, you got my Facebook, you can send me a message, it is what it is. Um, but when it comes to um, mentally having conversations with people that <laughs> that don't really want to talk to me like unfollow it is what it is and it's okay um, you don't know that I've unfollowed you and you may have unfollowed me it is what it is I just think that it is time for me to actually take that step and to guard my peace to guard my eyes and more than anything to make sure that the love that I have for people remains a love that that would be um pleasing to the lord i really really want that um and and when i think about this i i it brings me back to paul and barnabas like those two you couldn't pull them apart after after paul came to christ had his damascus road experience the next person that you hear next to paul's name what you, who you read is barnabas paul and barnabas paul you know paul and barnabas up until a certain point and 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 frankly speaking as you read um their testimony you're like yo these two are are together you know what i'm saying like that's the click that's the that's the duo they are ride or dies it is what it is but then they have this one moment where they disagree about who's supposed to join the team who's supposed to go with them on their next missionary journey and paul and barnabas have two different people that they want to be a part of their ministry journey and they disagree for the first time. It is so evident to the point where they actually argue and they have to make a decision to be like, you know what? Is it worth us st like stalling the, the, um, the progression of the gospel message to continue arguing in this way? Or would it be more beneficial for both of us to take what we have, the value of the word of God, and to just agree to disagree and you go your way and I'll go my way. I bless you and I love you, bro. I'm going to take homeboy and I'm going to take homeboy and we're going to go ab about our business. And that's exactly what they did. They loved each other. I mean, they argued for real, for real. But it really came down to I refuse to argue with you. And and and, and this this particular story is not the same in the sense that they were um, disagreeing on something that was uh like a sin issue they disagreed on who to take along with the, on on these various journeys and um these two people were both qualified but you know paul wasn't filling jonathan's homeboy and i'm sorry uh barnabas's homeboy and barnabas wasn't really filling the other brother and he was like ah oh, we just i you know i like homeboy and i don't like this dude i mean it is what it is you know what i'm saying like i'm cool with him i'm not so much you know and it was a personal choice it wasn't a sin issue and they both decided to go their separate ways but i am so positive <laughs> that both of these brothers all four of these brothers are in heaven right now just like man i remember that day but look at where we are right now you know what i'm saying because christ kept them i'm sure um nothing snatched them out of his hand and and right now they're just they're waiting for their rewards 
And so in the same way, that's that's literally the scripture that came to my mind when I thought about this. And I was like, man, there just comes a point in time where if it's not a sin issue, it's perfectly okay to say, you can have your conviction and I can have my conviction and we'll go our separate ways. I just so happened to be someone who was built and, and created and designed by God with a very strong justice orientation and a desire to reform, a desire to be a part of seeing systems uh, change um, for the better, for the good of all people. And then you add the gospel to that. I'm sorry, I cannot unsee and unhear certain things. And when it when it becomes clear to me, and I, I, I beseech the Holy Spirit to give me clarity and to make sure that I'm not doing something based upon my own desire. And um, I have the fruit of years of sacrifice and humbling myself. I'm not saying that in a boastful way, but literally saying like, you know what, for the good of the whole, I'm not even going to pursue the thing that I really want. I'm not going to like push hard for this thing because I know God's got me ultimately. And I'm really here to just make sure or to with a desire to see that everyone has a part everyone has a piece of this good thing the word of god this good thing the freedom of jesus this good thing fellowship and freedom to be oneself like that's what i desire and when it comes to a point where i start to feel like i'm now defending what i believe to the point of looking at someone and and starting to question their love for me or question their love for people who look like me, sound like me, question their love for uh, the people they lead in general. If these people are leaders or people that they befriend or whatever the case may be, when it starts to get to that point, I have to make a decision. Do I continue fighting this thing or do I release it, give it to the Lord and say, hey, you go about your business because that's what you feel compelled to do. And I'm going to go about mine because that's what I feel compelled to do. Does that mean that there's going to be a break in fellowship in some way? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure Paul and Barnabas were like, man, that was my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want this to ever end. But here we are. And they probably never saw it coming. In the same way, um, for me, like there's some people I, I mean, I just love and it's not just like my current community, but in my entire life, I've had moments where I'm like, man, I love these people. But you have that one thing or something that just doesn't click, doesn't connect. And I, I literally have had to say, is this thing important enough, important enough for me to say, hey, I'm at a fork in the road and I may have to go this direction. And I would say not just with whatever is going on with the world and how clear it is within our nation that this is um, of, of paramount importance, but for myself and how I made up my personal convictions and what I believe that God has created me to do, yes, it's also very important. So um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been analyzing that, assessing it. I've been praying through timing in a lot of ways. I mean, if you are, are dealing with something similar uh, to what I'm, I'm discussing right now, whether it's about justice or it's about any other important thing to you in your life and you feel like you're at a crossroad right now, like I would really say, pray about it and determine whether you are going to remove yourself from certain environments because you're bitter, you're angry, you're, you know, just like, just vexed and, you know, or and or if you haven't taken the time to actually do the work to see if there could be change, then yeah, I would say you might want to hold on a little bit and and wait it out.
But if you're somebody who's like, yo, I've done this, I've done that, I've tried in this way, um, and I, I, I have good relationships, I want to maintain those relationships, and I really don't want to get to a point where this one thing ends up being a point of contention in my relationships, then I strongly suggest that you release that thing to the Lord and you go about your business and let, you know, it's better for you to go about your business and to take that passion to a place where, uh, to a place or to, to use that passion in a way that is going to end up bearing good fruit than to sit on it, to sit on that talent and to grow cold or to grow bitter or angry because you're not able to use it or you're not able to do anything with it. Um, we just don't have time for that. We've all been blessed with but one life. Our days are 100% numbered. Um, and we don't know how many days we have left. Um, and so I think it's really important to, to take a step back and assess what it is that, um, you are supposed to do in season and who you're supposed to do that thing with and whether or not God has called you to fight, 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 or he's called you to present let it be what it is and to go about your business. So yeah, that's what your girl's going to do. I'm going to move. I'm going to go about my business. Um, and I'll do that with love in my heart, 100%. And, 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 and with every intention to maintain relationship and maintain, maintain a view of people. Um, I really want to do that, especially right now, man. Like I don't want to be like, oh, oh i gotta go because you don't know you don't understand like i don't want it to be that feeling i want it to be like man we just don't agree right here it's okay though because up to this point it's been amazing it's been awesome and i love you but i gotta go so that's that i wanted to share a scripture with y'all that i posted a couple days uh maybe last week um concerning justice i've been reading proverbs throughout this year haven't really been like I haven't stayed in Proverbs. I've been reading other texts and reading books and, you know, listening to a wiser people. And, um, you know, but Proverbs, oh snap, what's up? Here we go. Proverbs, um, we know, I mean, that's, it, the book is full of wisdom. It's full of, of instruction. Um, just, just golden guidance, I guess you could say. It's so packed with everyday knowledge and wisdom and some of the most powerful statements in less than 30 words that you can literally take and hold on to and just ask God to break apart for you um, so that it can nourish your heart and your soul. And um, this year in particular, I wanted to really get into what the Bible says about justice. Um, and frankly speaking, I'll say this briefly, but I really believe that you cannot understand justice without understanding love like if you do not love you will not understand justice and if you don't understand justice then i hate to say it but you may not understand what it really means to love because god is love and god is a god of justice and i think that christ has shown us a picture of what true justice looks like um you know through through what he did on the cross um, and what he desires justice to look like, justice to look like, justice to the Lord looks like love. It looks like a willingness to see wrong things made right, 
um, even to the point of putting yourself down, to laying yourself, your life down for the sake of your friend, for the sake of your brother. Um, and that is what he did for us. And he calls us friends and he laid down his life for us while we were yet sinners. Um, I'm not going to say that that's what the expectation is here because that is to assume that the people who are crying out for justice right now are sinners. But the Bible is so clear in saying that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So no one, no person, no man can ever say that they, in doing justice, that they are being like Jesus. No, because you are not perfect um, and you are not the blood atoning sacrifice of God's choice for all of mankind. However, I will say that to do justice is to be Christ-like because he did that for us. To do justice is to be Christ-like in righting wrongs. It is the appropriate warrant for wrongdoing. It is the appropriate, it's the warranted appropriation for wrongdoing. What is it that is a warranted appropriation. What is the appropriate type of response that we should have for wrongdoing? And justice without the appropriate, um, without true appropriation is not justice at all. I think justice, true justice matches the wrongdoing. Of course, we can understand that very clearly when it comes to someone being wrong and, and like committing a crime or something like that. But I... <laughs> Clearly, within our system, we have uh, a difficulty in maintaining who is deserving of equal justice um, when it comes to wrongdoing. And that is why, you know, reform is important. Judicial reform is important. Prison reform is important. All these reforms within the legal system are important so that we can make sure that the laws are applied to equally for everyone. That said, appropriate warrant for justice. We need to ensure that whatever it is that we are doing to make wrong things right is appropriate. And if we don't do that, then we are missing the point. We're missing the point about healing. We're missing the point about love. We're missing the point about wholeness. And all of these things are 100% important to the heart of the Father. Um, and so I wanted to read Proverbs 28, verse 5. And when I read this scripture <laughs> in my search for justice in the Bible, um, when I read this scripture, I laughed so hard. I really, really did because, and I posted it, and I posted it intentionally because I think it was the best way. I mean, who, whoever read it and didn't like it, it is what it is. You read it. <laughs> You can't unsee what you see, man. You can't unhear what you hear. And you definitely can't ignore Bible. So <laughs> it is what it is. We're all going to be held accountable. And I'm not going to lie. There's some scriptures that I struggle with. I really do. I'll be like, no, Lord, that ain't me. Or no, Lord, I don't want that to be true. And he's going to work on me with that. So I'm sure as soon as I read this, y'all going to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, and I have my thoughts about it, too, especially because I hate to say this, and I really don't want to be pious about it. I'm sorry. I had a phone call come in, so I don't know what the last thing was that you heard. But I really don't want to be pious about this. But, like, I really do believe that what I believe about justice is true. And it is biblical. So, am I biased? Yes. Because I, I believe it. So, when I read this, I laughed. 
because I believe that I'm on, I'm not, I'm on the right side with Jesus when it comes to this. Someone might be like, Naomi, you are so off and I do not even want to listen to you anymore. You think you're better than that or whatever. Okay, sure. If you can really come for, if you can really present to me some reason why I am wrong, absolutely. We can sit down and talk about it. But if you can't and you just want to say that I'm wrong, just to say that I'm wrong because it makes you feel better to say that I'm wrong. Hey, Proverbs 28 verse 5 says, evil men and or women do not understand justice. <laughs> evil men, evil. That's the word that was that was selected here for this particular, you know, part A of this verse. Evil men and or women do not understand justice but those who seek the lord understand it completely now someone would be like well, what is justice okay that's why we have the text we can go through the word of god and read all the scriptures that relate to justice and if you do that, you will understand fully God's heart for justice. And if you agree with what the Lord is saying about justice, then you're not evil. But if you disagree with what the Lord is saying about justice, unfortunately, it says here in verse five, evil men do not understand justice. But those who seek the Lord, if you are seeking God, you're seeking God's heart you desire to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, then you will understand justice completely. That is the word of God. And justice is not to be confused with vengeance. The Bible says in Romans 12, vengeance is the Lord. He will repay. You do not have to get someone back for doing something to you. That's different from demanding justice. This wrong was done to me. Therefore, Father, I'm asking that you repay this person their further deeds. Or, Judge, I'm asking that this person receives their just recompense for their deeds. Or, Hey, you know what? You offended me. We've broken relationship. I'm sorry right now. I don't feel like I trust you. It is what it is. That's justice because whatever caused the issue broke that relationship and sometimes walking away is a form of justice whatever justice is different justice is righting a wrong vengeance is doing wrong for wrong vengeance is vengeance comes from a heart and heart vengeance comes from bitterness vengeance comes from anger vengeance comes from a, a desire to see one hurt or to be in, in, to, for pain to be inflicted on that person. It, it's almost worse than the wrong itself. In my opinion, frankly, it, it is almost worse than the wrong itself because you're already hurting from what it is that that person has done to you that now you are conjuring up within your mind, how can I top that wrong? <laughs> that is not the heart of God. And that is something that I do not agree with at all. So if you think that's what I believe about justice, you can stop with all that because I just made it clear. I don't. All right. Justice, however, is righting the wrong. Someone did something to me, God, or you did something to me and I do not appreciate it. And the only way to make this right 
is if you do this thing again. And frankly speaking, justice actually goes back into the hand of the wrongdoer. Because now that person has to accept responsibility for what they did. And they now have to say, what is it that I can do to make this right? Justice comes, it can be demanded, but it can only be done from the hand of the wrongdoer. That's it. If the wrongdoer decides not to right their wrong, then you have discord. Then you have a broken relationship, which is why right now, all that we're talking about is justice and reconciliation. Reconciliation, justice. But you can't have reconciliation without justice. And you can't have justice without true repentance. If the person who has done wrong or the system that has done wrong, done wrong does not acknowledge that wrong when it's been presented to them, doesn't acknowledge that wrong, doesn't repent for that wrong, there's no way justice can be served and reconciliation cannot happen. Period. It's not going to happen. So for the person or people or groups or systems that are out there that are like, no, you're demanding this demand. Listen, you don't have to do it. But what you cannot do is expect me to have fellowship with you because you are refusing to right your wrong and I can't do it. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate. We are seeing a great divide within our nation. We are seeing a great divide within our churches, within our families, because we have people who have done wrong and we have those who have been wrong saying, you need to fix this if you want relationship with me. But we have the wrongdoers saying, well, I do care about you or I do like you or I do. Yeah, I, I want us to have peace. Let's be reconciled. But there is literally a gap, a massive gap between the wrongdoer and, and the one who's been oppressed or the one who's been offended. And you can't you cannot have relationship you cannot have true fellowship without that being handled without that being taken care of case in point clearly all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god but while we were yet sinners christ died for us so that he could be the bridge to reconcile us to the lord we could not do that on our own and that is not to say well frankly it is to say but we could not do this on our own and God himself knew the only way that this could be reconciled was if he sent someone who was perfect to become the blood atoning sacrifice for our sins and then to avail us an opportunity by way of his death, burial, and resurrection for us to, to accept Jesus Christ as that substitute for our sin so that we could be reconciled to the Father. Now, I'm not saying that anyone needs to be like Jesus and for anyone to assume that they are going to be Jesus in this. You, your theology is all the way off and we got to start from the beginning. Let's not go there. But what I am saying is that if if that is a picture of the of the severity of of um, of intentionality that is required. And frankly speaking, obviously, Jesus was not the wrongdoer. He was he was the, the perfect one. He didn't he did no wrong. But because we're talking about the sin of the whole world, it would only require God to heal what it was that we broke, we had broken in the first place. But when it comes to man, a man relate, man's relationship with with one another, we have a responsibility now that we know, according to the Word, how to do this thing right. If you have sinned against your brother, go to them and ask for forgiveness. If you have 
an ought with your brother, go to them and tell them their ought so that they have an opportunity to make it right and that relationship can be reconciled. That is individually and that is collectively. Unfortunately, we have now a new way or a new um, ideology or theology or means by which people are trying to explain away the process. You cannot explain the way, explain away the process of reconciliation without justice. You cannot do that. And to assume that we are actually moving in the right direction if we just fix our eyes on Jesus or we just pray for God to change people's hearts. I am so, 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 so sorry to say it, but we are missing the mark. We are missing the mark and we are not preaching the truth. That is not the truth. Yes, you can ask Jesus to change men's hearts or women's hearts, man's heart, like mankind's heart. You can ask him to do that. But while he is sovereign, he will not force us to do anything. So we have a choice whether we are the wrongdoer or we are the one to uh, one who has been wronged, the one who has been oppressed, the one who has been sinned against. It doesn't matter. We each have a responsibility and we've all been on either side at any given point in our life. But in this, in this season, in this climate of racial tension and, and, um, um, when we're talking about human rights, basic human, basic human, basic human rights, basic, basic human rights. There has been a lot of wrong done collectively, systemically. And until that wrong is addressed, especially as so many have come forward to say, we are offended, we are hurt. And here's the proof of that. Until the wrongdoers, until the systems that are that are oppressing can acknowledge that wrong, can repent of that wrong and change what they are doing and inquire of those who have been offended and or oppressed or hurt and say, what can I do to make this right? There is no way that we will have true fellowship and to believe that that is the case without rep repentance and without justice that is what we call false peace and i'm sorry false peace is pretense and pretense is sin and that's the opposite opposite direction that the church should be going specifically the church opposite direction wrong way turn around <laughs> recalculate that's the wrong direction. So I'm I'm just like, I'm taking my time with this. I'm taking my time. I would love to sit and have conversations with so many individuals right now. Um, but I also understand that everyone has a choice. They have a choice to determine how valuable the relationship is that they have with others who are who are saying that they they have a problem with with what has been done to them and if you do not value the relationship with that person or if certain groups do not value the relationship that they've had with other groups then i mean there comes a point in time when the other group is going to just say you know what i can only ask so much i cannot force your hand and if you are unwilling to see that what i'm asking for 
is just, what I'm asking for is what will be enough to right this wrong, and you're not willing to do that, I could stand here and keep asking you the same thing over and over, or I could just say, you know what, I'm gonna count it as a loss, and I'm gonna go my way, and I'm gonna start over, pray for God's blessing, and be about my business. And unfortunately, we are seeing that. We are seeing that. And I think, you know, as much as we're saying we don't want division, um, sometimes separation is the healthiest thing to do. Sometimes it's the best thing to do. Um, will there, could there be a chance to reconcile these relationships? Sure. If there is a just response to the wrongdoing. And if not, then yeah, I guess we can say we'll wait for Jesus. <laughs> we'll wait for Jesus to balance out those scales. And I'm not saying that in a way to be like, oh yeah, it's going to come for you. No, no, no. While those individuals may step away, I mean, we're all still responsible to look within our own hearts to make sure that in every other aspect of our life that we are able to stand before God blameless. And so while I might be asking for someone to right their wrong or a group of people might be asking another group to right their wrong or a system might be a, a, a group of people might be asking for a system to be reformed at the same time, we're working on things that we need to take care on our own as well, individually, collectively and otherwise. But if we do not understand that love is the root of justice while hate and anger is the root of vengeance and we cannot differentiate between the two, we need to first start there. And we need to remember that you can't have justice without love and you can't have love without true justice. And evil men do not understand justice, but those who actually seek the Lord understand it completely. It is my heart and it is my hope that we do our very, very best to seek the Lord to seek his character, to seek his heart, and then allow ourselves to bend to his will so that we can see clearly what he desires and what he expects of true fellowship between brothers and sisters in the faith. We really, really need to have that. And if we don't, we are missing the point. And if we don't do it amongst ourselves, when Christ is our unifier, when Christ is our cornerstone, there is absolutely no way that we can take that out into the world and try to say that we are the light of the we're the light of the world or we're the salt of the earth. There's no way we can do that. And it's unfortunate because right now we're failing in that regard. But if we would all truly humble ourselves and allow the word of God to speak for itself and allow our hearts to trust God and to trust his process, we would see this thing come to pass. But until we are willing to acknowledge, until we're willing to repent, until we're willing to right the wrong, we will not see the type of fellowship, the type of oneness, and the type of wholeness that we so desperately desire as the Church of Jesus Christ. I love you guys. I'm praying that this was encouraging to you. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week. <laughs> at all i'm really hoping that it's something else i'm really hoping that i don't come in super super hype but yeah i'm just trying to do my best to, to bring a little bit more clarity 
to what is going on just in case there's confusion. We're not crying out for vengeance. We're crying out for justice. Until next time.